0: stopped, literally, a couple of times. And I told Jarrell, I was like, you know, something told me to keep going, keep going, keep going. But like, I, I told him, I said, you know, I'm not trying to shade anybody else because everybody else is doing great work. But I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm the only one in this space that's looking at this from a global standpoint about like, if I'm trying to, if someone like all of us is in this space and that's not a classroom teacher, and that's trying to implement like eight campuses, How do you do that? You know, and and I told Jarrell flat out, like, well, I'm not writing curriculum. I can do that in my sleep. That's not a problem. But if someone who's in our seats, all four of us are in here right now, that's in our seats. We're not going to stop and write curriculum. We're looking at, okay, I'm going to borrow your curriculum, your curriculum, your curriculum pieces together and push it out because Mm -hmm. we don't have that kind of time. We wear several different hats in our role. So we don't have time to write something for a whole entire year. A classroom teacher has time to do that. An actual specific program director has time to do that. But us in our specific roles, we don't have time to do that. Yeah. So that's the angle that I was coming from. And then I told you, like, we need a you need a reality check too, because you have to know what your position is in the district too. Like, you can't do everything. So if you say I want to do esports, it's great. All right, well, what else are you doing? Because in your district, you're not going to do just esports. I need you to go and um, milk that cow. I need you to go do this. I need <laughs> you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to do
1: this. Who's milking a cow? Education. I was just going to say who's
0: milking cows? <laughs> cow. Well, I'm just, I'm
2: just, All
1: right, we're going to we're going to count <laughs> down before count this gets out. too silly. <laughs>
2: Welcome in everybody. It is Thursday night. It's a little different uh, take tonight. Angelique it was not able to be here tonight. She was set up to host, but I will be stepping in. And I feel so weird that Carrie's not here. It's just, I don't know, I'm so used to. We've been doing this for about a year now, and, and I feel like Carrie's been here for every time. So Carrie, I miss you. Where did that horn come from? <laughs> that's, that's my
1: wife pulling up telling the kids to come get the groceries. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's, right. That's right Come get these
3: groceries,
2: get these groceries. Uh, <laughs> no, So yes, welcome <laughs> in. It is It is not time for the Esports EDU chat uh, I am one of your co-co-co-hosts Tonight, I am uh, James Ligon, Director of Digital and Virtual Learning For the Racine Unified School District And to my right we have
1: Christopher Turner uh, Head Esports Coach for Southern University Um go play a podcast and a host of other titles that I'm never going to get into.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and right over here we have. Hey,
1: everybody. I'm Bradford Harris. I am the coordinator of digital innovation
0: in Houston, Texas for all ISD. And I am the director of learning for Texas, Texas Classic Esports Federation. And I am the NACEF's Scholastic Fellow for 2021. 20,
2: mm-hmm. Graduated. Graduated? How about that? Yeah, how about that?
1: Man,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into about what what you did for your project because I think it's important to talk about. And right down below me, we have the person who's keeping us all in line tonight.
3: <laughs> Somebody has to do it, <laughs> right? Uh, hey, everyone. I'm AJ. I am the esports coach at Park University. I am also the chair elect for the board of directors for NACE and the vice chair of the Kansas City Esports Coalition.
2: Has uh, Southern ever played Park in anything?
3: No, we have not.
2: Look at this! <laughs> got a couple of collegiate coaches here, looking to have a throwdown.
3: <laughs> but
2: but Chris, you've got, do you it. got but Chris, you've got you've got something pretty important to plug that you, you a project you've been working on that I think you just made a pretty big a launch announcement today. You want to want to play that up for people?
1: Yeah, it was a soft launch. So um, I, I created a uh, program lead within high school esports league uh so i'm going to be heading that up as general manager um and i got a commitment from high school esports league that 2k and madden is going to be free to participate in for the next two years and so uh, i'll be helping redevelop the format that madden has played as well i'm looking forward to just changing the scope of scholastic esports man and making it accessible and 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 fun for everybody
2: and and i i can't wait to see wow I, like i said the, the the launch video was good i know you're the graphic design guy you <laughs> yeah. you've got those i don't how long did that take you to make i mean come on
1: oh probably 30 minutes
2: oh jesus yeah rest of us we've Let's been see, there for like what? three days like first we'd have to learn oh, how to use after effects and then we <laughs> have to learn how to use oh i'm, I'm
0: gonna need to see the launch video i didn't see that
1: so wait we can start doing that in the fall chris you you can do
2: actually do it for the
1: now you can actually do it for the summer and it's 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 a development league so I have I have I, I had not released the, the names yet but you have uh, Q and A sessions with two K professionals and you have like a health and wellness um, session you have um, uh, like a uh, a two K clinic with a professional like how to dribble the ball how to space it to
0: communicate
1: you said that last week something like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah so this it's, it's is a, real a full, yeah, It's a full program and so i'm excited about it because now you, you create a real pipeline uh within that 2k community which a lot of minorities play that game so it's, it's something that james and i talked about when we first met like how to implement 2k in, a, in another way other than 1v1 and so uh it just it just it's Just perfect timing because the high school esports league has a a queuing platform. So I really don't have the tournament organized. I could just look at it from a structural standpoint and plug and go. And
2: and I think some of the things I talked about with 2K again is not just the 1v1, but you know how people just pick teams and they're like, oh, I'm going to be the Bucks or I'm going to be, you know, Lakers or whatever. And the way I I was looking at it was a three versus three, um, Mm -hmm. having it be using the blacktop version which is more playing to 21, but then making kids have to, my ultimate dream is to have a draft like a League of Legends type draft where you can ban certain players and then make, you know, that way everybody kind of has to know every player. But again, trying to make you pick players like 85 or higher, 75 to 84, and then anything below a 75 for your third player that you pick. So that way you have to know all the NBA players. You can't just focus on the superstars. You have to know, Everybody top to bottom, but uh, again, can't make that just happen overnight. But I love that Chris, that you're, you're taking this in again, as you're saying so correctly. Um, we do ignore a lot of the, the, the games that are uh minority driven, especially when we're talking about competition, you know, fighting, especially the fighting game community. But like you said, Madden and 2K, especially are you? No, no, no,
1: for sure, nah, for sure. Um, I think you know, just putting an impact. You know, I, one of the first things, uh, the first conversations I'd be transparent with, just like I had with them was like, what do we do to reach those those communities? Because I mean, it kind of goes back to what we kind of spoke on last week. You know, within the minority community, your your fighting games, your sports games, yeah, are underrepresented. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how how do we reach those communities? How do we reach those kids? that pretty much play play those titles every day. And so, you know, I think this is going to be cool, especially going into the fall. Uh, you're going to start seeing schools saying, hey, you know, what five kids or, or seven kids I can get for rotation to play these games. It's, just, it's going to be, like, equivalent to having a basketball team if you really look at
0: it. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's not going to be those five kids, I'm going to tell you, because I know all of us sitting here, have been approached during the pandemic when athletics was shut down <laughs> and forced, hey, what can we do? What can we do? I didn't have time to set anything up. I didn't even know where to begin, to be honest with you. When this goes out, I'm going to tell you, they're not going to be looking for what five kids. You're going to have already a set <laughs> of people that are already going to come in, I'm I, male and female. Yeah, like what can we do? to get started and, and I'm just going to put money on this too. I'm the next couple years or maybe in a year or two, like there'll be like some type of uh, fee- a female game that'll, that'll come out where women will, will be able to play too as well. This is going to be awesome. This is really going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. No, I think it will be, you know, um, if anybody that, that's a part of that community knows you know we get 2k and we grind our player meaning you know what they call the road to 99 and so you're able to do cool stuff like scan your face in and color your hair green purple and express that 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 <laughs> character I give, so, give yourself hair and so I can't <laughs> wait to see like the, the the kids characters along with the gameplay man it's gonna be I, a hilarious
2: I'd look like Will Ferrell in that uh what's that basketball movie that he did I, that's what I would look like <laughs> <laughs> like the Flint Tropics or whatever the name of the team was. Yeah. yeah that'd be me. Yeah. Semi-pro. Thank you, Mike Dolly. Thank you for, for bringing that through. Um, but I'll tell you this, though. And here's something that's really exciting. And I, I kind of want to segue this into the, the E3 conversation because E3 happened last week. And quite frankly, I looked at all the E3 stuff and I was like, yeah, there's some cool game titles there. But there was one thing, and it's going to help, I think, everybody. I think it's going to help everybody in Scholastic Esports, whether you're playing on a PC or whether you're playing on consoles. And I know we've talked about cloud computing going back. You know, we talked about Stadia and we talked about, you know, those experiences. And I tried out Amazon's. I didn't try out Google's, but Amazon sent me a controller and I tried it out. It was like, okay, these are all game titles I already have. But the performance was pretty good. But Xbox made, uh, Microsoft made a major announcement that really went under the radar. Can anybody guess what it is? Anybody want to take a wild guess?
1: I'm talking about like all the Game Pass
2: exclusives? Not not Game Pass, though I will say the Game Pass, dude, if you're not, if you you are not using, if you do not subscribe to Game Pass, you need to subscribe (laughs) to Game Pass, because that just pays for itself like day one.
1: But there's something
2: even bigger than that. And I, like I said, I think it would really went under the radar. And here it is. Ready, everybody? Microsoft made the conscious decision that you will be able to play Xbox Series X games, so next-gen console games, on the Xbox Ones, the current Xbox Ones, using their cloud computing tech. Now, think about that. They have a partnership now with EA. EA is part of their Game Pass titles. You can get those EA, that new Madden that comes out. You don't have to have the Xbox Series X that people can't get necessarily. Now, I don't know if this is going to be all games, but again, they're going to allow it to be at least cloud-based. Now, I, as we know, competitive gamers are probably going to think like cloud-based is like whatever. But the fact that Microsoft is saying you can take that that Microsoft, that Xbox One, that now you could go to a GameStop and probably get used for, you know, around 200 bucks, let's say, maybe less, 150 even. You can get that used Xbox One, plug it in and still play that Xbox Series X style, new gen console game. That way you can have cross-platform play between you and others. That to me starts to bring the cost way down for people potentially. Potentially, I'm saying, I'm not know if the tech is good yet. I don't know how the cloud tech is because again, there's that lag and there's all those other things, but this starts to open up conversations now for what Chris was talking about of, can we really expand this out? Can we make this, where do we find these things that even, you know, 150 bucks. I mean, you could almost give a kid an Xbox at school for 150 bucks. I mean, that. How much do we charge for textbooks? A textbook's $100? And if our our eSports teams are saying, let's just give them an Xbox to take home? I mean, that's, you know, like a textbook, right?
1: Especially with this CARES Act money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the, the S or money and, and the CARES Act, yes, that's all completely different. And now, like I said, now that doesn't necessarily help AJ with uh, Collegiate, and that doesn't help us. No. But is is... I had a I had a I did a podcast interview this last week with uh, Dan Clark from Maryville because Dan has been taking some very different views about where esports is. And again, collegiate can't say this enough. Collegiate and K-12 are so very different in what we're trying to do. But he's concerned about the watering down of uh, again, we, we all these new titles come out, right? how do you take kids who are so excited about a new title that comes out and says oh we want to do a tournament or we want to do this and how do you say but but right now we got to focus on overwatch or we got to focus on 2k or we got to focus on league of legends how do you keep that all together Um, i think i think
1: our gangly has already been sectioned to you know structure things like that because you got you got to think you know you got to And and so I'll put my pillars out here. I don't mind, you know, because, you know, you can copy the pillars, but, you you know, a lot of people won't put in the work. And Mm -hmm. so, so like, my my pillars in my program is community, careers, competition, health and wellness. And so the community aspect, that's where you filter in the new kids that want to play the new titles and have tournaments and have an overall community feel. And so I think on on the competitive side, you're going to just have titles that are strictly competitive. And that's what that's that's where they're gonna live, you know. So, you you're you're feeding both fires, you know. Because to be honest with you, you have more gamers than competitive gamers, you know. And and that's that's the audience that we're that that we're feeding. And so, you got to keep your audience happy. You got to keep your community happy. And so, you you're gonna have to implement new titles and new tournaments and you know new land events for the community aspect of it, but. Competition is totally separate, and 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 I I'm, and I'm, I'm
2: familiar with how he feels about his program. He's he's strictly competitive. Mm-hmm. Trust me. And AJ, you, I, I think you probably saw that conversation too, right, AJ?
3: I I might have seen a bit of it. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I you know for for myself and for our program, you know specifically, you know there is not a like on campus there is not like a casual video game club the closest thing that we have is like a tabletop gaming club that's on our campus so um before the pandemic hit and we were able to bring students into our facility you know we would have um we would have open house nights where any student could could drop by the parkade and You know we would all just sit around and hey who wants to play what um you know we would throw together some you know quick tournaments as well if we like if we really knew people wanted to to play a certain game we'd throw together a quick tournament bracket um so you know within this past year because of covid a lot of our the the intramural side that was something that i was was working on (laughs) a lot of that just basically died um Mm -hmm. You know, I in the fall semester, I hosted some some virtual open houses where, hey, just like pop in the discord into the voice channel of the game that you want to play. And whoever jumps in will, will play with you um, in the fall semester. Those were not particularly, um, you know, we didn't get a lot of outside people involved. Sure, the esports athletes participated, but any of like the general student body, we couldn't get a lot of people to participate. So in the spring. We just I I was laser focused on, on competition and our varsity team. So I, I, I would hope that moving forward now that we're going to get back to some form of normalcy in the fall semester that, you know, I'll I'll be able to take a slice of my time and, and, and kind of dedicate it to the casual gamers that we do have on campus. I
2: I well I, I think what what I realized after that conversation was that Boy, we have not done... And maybe it's it's the job of the K-12 space to really get in and do some better work when it comes to the non-competitive, the casual game. I don't Maybe you don't even want to call them casual because they're still gamers. Um, casual almost makes it sound like they don't care. You know, winner. I mean, they are still competitive kids. Yeah. But, but Avid we gamers. What's that? Avid gamers. Avid gamers. That's You know what? That's yeah. such a better term. Yeah. Than saying casual, um, I think that we need to maybe K twelve. We need to do a much better job of introducing a lot of these. Again, as, as you talked about your pillars, I got my pillars. You know, building in those pillars, and and if there is going to be those experiences of kids who or groups of kids who want to be more serious. In fact, I think even and Bradford, you might have heard this too, uh, when I was on the NASF uh, Scholastic Fellow. You know. Uh, what are we calling that the uh, it's not like a closing it's like a culmination of your work right Uh, Travis Witt who's one of our coaches here in Racine was talking about how what they found was kids while there are some who do want to do competitive more want to just have the social they they just want to have the social side of it they want it to be safe they want it to be fun they want to be able to play you know certain things and yeah there are some who still want to do it but But for most, they just wanna belong to something fun and awesome.
1: Yeah,
3: Yeah. I
2: found
1: that in my program. Like if if I'm looking at just like hard data and being real with myself, Mm -hmm. I have more avid gamers than I have competitive gamers without a question.
2: Man, we are are so, that's going out. That's gonna go, I'm I'm taking a note on that just so I don't forget that term. Avid and competitive. Yeah. We're not calling yeah. it casual anymore. Yeah. You get you get to own that one, my friend. My goodness.
1: And so, and, and then, too, you know, well, to, to backtrack, you mentioned E3. Like, I see the potential in the, in the Mario Golf title, especially the battle mode where you have to run. If you hit the ball, you got to run <laughs> and knock your players out the way and fight to get to the ball.
2: Like, I can see people actually trying to make that an eSport. Have you seen... Now, this this is going to sound really crazy. Have any of you seen uh, the Savannah Bananas or heard of the Savannah Bananas? Whoa. They are a, uh, a summer league baseball team. I think it's college kids. But they do things like they wear kilts instead of baseball pants for some of their baseball games. Uh, if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an automatic out uh if um gosh there was a bunch of different like strange things they they're trying to make baseball something that's a little more fun and engaging for people for the for the spectator um in fact they sell out all of their games they, they they they're standing room only for all of them which you don't really think about when you think just minor league you know they aren't even affiliated with a major league team baseball but You know, maybe what you're talking about, Chris, and and AJ even a little bit, we need to find ways to engage those outside or around our thing. Now again, our collegiate again, very different, and and I'd be very curious to hear that hear you guys talk about this, but how do we engage the Southern University campus? How do we engage the Park University campus around eSports beyond just playing the game and saying, here we won? Well, you know, I plan on like hosting events, uh,
1: hosting, you know, other high schools within the area and like bringing that full community aspect to it, Uh, bringing in, you know, uh, partners and making partnerships uh, with people, you know, like EA, like bringing their talent acquisition team in and showing different aspects of how you can actually
3: be around the
1: game, uh, but not play it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like just using EA, for example, like, you know, when I bring it up to people like that, we're developing a relationship with EA, it's like, oh, so you're gonna let them be game testers. No. <laughs> that's that's not the end all job, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's all about just exposing the kids to the opportunities and, and fostering that that community. I mean, because you know, if we if we're being honest, the majority of our of our students are, are gamers. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about reaching them where they are. You know. I let Ashley of the Year take take the rest of that conversation
3: <laughs> I, I was going to say I do I, I love the avid gamer term I think that that really fits the, the the type of folks that we're talking about here and it esports itself the esports program itself there are so many athletes and there are so many people that are involved in the program that literally are not involved in any other club that's on campus. They're not involved in any other extracurricular activities. So, without the esports program, they lose such a big chunk of what connects them to their university. So, I think, you know, the like, like you were saying, Jim, the ability for these. These athletes and these students to have a family, to have a home, to have to have a place on campus and in their schools where that's their people, that's their group is is super important because nine times out of ten they're not involved in anything else on campus, and you know esports and, and gaming is what they're what they're passionate about, whether they're competitive or avid, it's what they're passionate about. They're passionate about the game and the, and the community that comes with it. So, um, as far as like getting outside of like our park community Um, you know, Chris hit the nail on the head with trying to create some partnerships with other entities that are within the area Um, in Kansas city. We have a local Kansas city game on group and they've been running events and tournaments for like over 15 years. And, you know, I got, I got hooked up with that group and now they do all of their events on our campus on park campus. So we'd get 300 gamers All the way from, honestly, like little kids to adults and and, and some elderly people, 300 people are on campus and they all bring their own rigs and they come in and um, we fill up all of the classrooms down the hallway just all day and all night with people sitting there playing video games. So um, the ability to bring that onto our campus and and connect our varsity program with the, the gaming community in the Kansas City area. Um, it's huge. It's how we've gotten.
0: Honestly, it's how we've gotten some of our athletes and a lot of our fans. And, and you know what, James? I I don't think that is too far fetched for K twelve to do either. Mm-hmm. The the community part too. It's just something that they're not used to us doing. They see the collegiate as getting uh, those big timers of EAs or or whatever you see that's commercial. We can do the same thing. We're just not seen as doing that. We're used to seeing getting the sorry the pearsons and all that kind of stuff because they think oh that's so small but we can what i learned by doing all of this beyond esports is all it takes is a phone call and either either they can say yes or no
1: no.
0: (laughs) and in sometimes excuse my french i've learned this from uh shout out to uh bradley Kaplan. it's either a yes or no and really it's actually a hell no Mm -hmm. you keep hounding hounding and hounding and hounding and hounding and hounding phone calls, emails, phone calls, emails, knocking on doors. That's the one thing I learned about running a conference. Don't ever take no for an answer. And so that's how I've had all the contacts that I've had. So I've channeled that into, you know, hey, you know, let's call somebody from PlayStation is gonna ask me a question. Somebody from EA is gonna ask me something. I don't know who to talk to, but I'm gonna talk to somebody. There is, like you were saying, um, AJ, an eSports league in your state somewhere. I have Houston Outlaws. Let me see who I can contact to talk to them about X. Houston Outlaws may have further contacts than I have, so let's start with them. Um, the colleges, you guys, uh, that, that have that further outreach than we do, I need to be going to your tournaments to talk to EA to say, hey, you know, I don't have the connections that Christopher or Asia have, but can we talk about you guys coming out to speak to our kids about X and like you were saying, Christopher, not about oh about being a game tester. Mm-mm. I need to talk to you about you know how how this shot can be in the human resource department, or how to be um, how to build a portfolio. Those are the kind of things that they need to be a part of.
2: Well, and what I think where uh, again the K twelve and the collegiate separate in this Bradford, and we can relate to this is for us to do something like what AJ just described on campus requires us to make a heck of a lot more phone calls if you will. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. the red the red tape on a on a K12 campus because this, again, we have we have everything locked down is is tight. It, it's so I mean that ta- that's a heavy lift, but you know, it's also about maybe finding those community spaces that are will work with you a little bit better, whether that's a community hall or a YMCA or a
1: local rec
2: exactly something where you can at least plan out something because again the the thing that i love the thing that i just absolutely love the most i i like that we can play our games you know across state right that's cool but having the thing that i love most is when our usd our my school district has one team against another and they have to sit right across from each other and compete face to face. What, and 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 the energy is high and the yeah. it's the heart rates are going harder and there's something about and, and uh, there's something about that that land experience that bringing everybody together you feel that energy mm-hmm. and i think that's where it's so easy for us to still have this pandemic mindset of like i i, I went to a meeting today that i was the only i went to my library board me and one other guy were there, the rest of the library board members were all online. But we had to remind people like, no, you can come in. We can actually meet now face to face. We can actually mm. do this together. I went and met my boss the other day. I could have been an online meeting, but I met with my boss face to face. It's us getting back to that mindset of, of bringing people back together, reigniting them. And I think now because games have become even more important because a lot of people use them as, as like their their safety blankets, their security blankets, their way to mm. connect with people. Let's take it that next step. Yeah, we can get back to normal, but let's use this energy that we got right now, this interest, and let's accelerate it. Let's, as AJ was, AJ, your idea is perfect. Work with it. Doesn't have to be a school-based thing. It can be a community-based thing that brings people together for these land experiences.
1: I can't, man, James, you know this. You know Bradford, you know this. Uh, AJ, if you hadn't saw my room, we need to go check it out. I haven't got full use of it. So like to hear you say that 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 type of stuff. Like I was sitting here today. I think I'm gonna do a jamboree. I'm gonna invite like three other schools out right right when school starts. And we're just gonna do a big land event and like really utilize that room and, and the capacity of right, James. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm coming. <laughs> it'll, it'll, be, it'll be it'll be too late for uh crawfish, James, but we'll definitely we'll definitely do some jumper or something, man. All
2: right. I, I, I not that I can need an excuse to come to Louisiana, yeah. but <laughs> food is enough excuse. All right, so uh, yeah, I so yeah, the E three thing I think that to me was that was the big big takeaway was that Xbox thing again opening up the doors, and again being able to pull more people into this space who maybe didn't have access before. Um, hopefully, again, broadband and everything helps to. Um, Bring down you know as, as we realize that how important it is again it's not a utility yet but it's getting closer and closer but the other thing that I think was important that came out of e3 and, and I wish Carrie was here to speak on this because she really had some passionate ideas about it and I know in the past she's had she's spoken very critically about some of the the mod uh, the mod, uh, the moderation that takes place in multiplayer games. You know, AJ. A few weeks ago, you had you shared some screenshots of what just being in a room for what was it? League of Legends for about all of five seconds, and somebody figured out you were female, and then it was just like ridiculous, right?
3: Oh yeah, they went off during Champ Select, and obviously words that I do not want to repeat on stream. Oh, but yeah, they they went in hard on the fact that that I was a, a female, and a lot of just really. A lot of really trash things were, were said, and literally five seconds into champ select, and I got bombarded by three different people.
2: Hmm. And and it was it it's something that I think E three has really. It's great to play up all of the the games and game features and all that. Um, I know that they they're starting to pay more attention to accessibility, um, being able to say like, hey, it's not just you know people who have two arms, two legs, both eyes, full full vision, full hearing, who can play these games, but everybody can play. But we're still missing out on how do we create these safe spaces for people to play it? And I, I don't know what, how, how do we get these companies to just say, you know what, other than us, how we run our, our teams and how we educate them to do certain things, how do we get these teams to, or these companies to just figure out that oh my gosh we need to pay more attention and, and we got to put money into the things that are not sexy
3: i'm really hoping that a, a few oh maybe at this point it was a month or two ago um when riot announced that they were going to to now be listening to in in-game chat when people get reported um for saying x y or z that riot is now going to be able to to pull and listen to voice comms of those uh of those games and the valorant games to uh make decisions on on bands and things like that so i mean i i haven't heard much from that since the announcement was made so i'm sure since it was recently there's not too too much data yet to to push out but i i personally feel like that's a step in the right direction um it's just another way for them to you know if it wasn't set if it was not typed out they're now listening to what is literally being said so i think that's a step in the right direction um and like you said what we can do at this point in time is educate the students and the athletes that we do have to you know try try to be a a sounding voice try to when they see it when they hear it to to say something you know i don't think it's really in our purview to just sit back and and be silent about it anymore and just let it happen um so i think that i think there are steps in the right direction um we'll see how it continues to, to unfold i think
2: other thoughts
0: um, I think I think there are steps in the right direction, too. Um, I think I, uh, a lot of companies, ed tech companies, I'm, I'm not going to say game industry companies because I really don't know, are looking at diversity, equity, inclusion and what that looks like. Um, and, they're, and they're hiring uh, people. I'm not saying certain people or anything like that, but they're looking at, okay, how do we look at this lens? What do we need to look for because we don't understand what's going on in this space? Or do we have time to, and I'm not pinpointing anybody because I honestly do not know, but I know some are looking at educators for that, specifically hiring educators to say, hey, we don't know, we're just trying to sell a game here. We're just trying to do this here and we're being caught out because of X. We don't know what's going on. And us in the education, we're saying, well, we have children that are playing the Maddens, the Halos, the this, the that. And we've been preaching about accessibility forever, forever, but now it's 2021. And now you're talking about accessibility. Yeah, while this is great, it's a little too late. Like, well, uh, if it wasn't for the pandemic, would you have done this virtual? Would you have shown You know, all the people behind the scenes doing all of these things, showing. Mm. The one thing in E3 that I was excited about was this is great that I see somebody like Chris or me that are developing and making games. I see a lot of women making games. But if the pandemic didn't happen, if things like um, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd didn't happen, would we have had an e3 like this and then Lirius bef- before I, I got on I'm thinking okay will e3 be like this next year what what mm. what what will, what will the exp- expectation be next year so as AJ was saying I think that yes it is a step in the right direction but we still have to keep pushing at them a little bit more to say uh say hey you guys need to keep going further and further and further with this because there's still that toxicity in the space where um, like Ed' saying she's being caught up because hey everybody I'm just a female and I'm learning about X and she's getting caught out for whatever it is she got caught out on and it's not it's not right
2: well um, and here's the other thing too because next year's e3 will probably fall right around the new federal holiday of Juneteenth which by the way uh, so here here's the funny thing about my kids. Uh, my middle child was born on St. Patrick's Day. My oldest was born the day before Halloween. And my son is born on June 19th. So I have, like, check me out, you know. And here's the sad thing, right? I didn't know for the longest time that June 19th was Juneteenth, right? It, it mm. was. It's just one of these things you just don't know about, right? Uh, it, it, growing up, I mean, it, it didn't come into my vocabulary and my mindset until, like, the last few years. But it's kind of cool now to have that. Uh, but you know, what's that going to look like next year? If E three falls right around Juneteenth, you know, it, it. I think it's important that you know how Pride Month gets, even though companies do, you know that they you know they change their logos. You know, they do it during Christmas. They do it during you know Kwanzaa and Easter and St Patrick's Day and all that stuff. Halloween. We need there there needs to be just as much attention and reflection and it paid to the contributions that Juneteenth has allowed African Americans to have in this country, male and female. And and I think uh it's it's gonna be a very interesting way to see how people I don't wanna say, gosh, I hate saying use it, because I don't want it to sound like it's it's a it's a but marketing they, thing but they will they're going to use it just like they're using diversity and inclusion right now but it can be but it can be an it can also be an advocacy thing too mm-hmm. if, if done they, right if done so it's not just a logo it's it's how are you pract- showing how they practice this all year round not just june right
1: uh, yeah. no nah, i think i think you're on to something and uh you know just sidebar i'm june 20th and so um, uh, but I, I think for sure, um, you know, I think it's going to spark a conversation It being a federal holiday. Um, my governor actually made it a state holiday today too. And so, um, like just going forward, it needs to be some initiatives in place. You know, I know, I know June is like a big month for a bunch of things. Cause I think it's like African-American men health month is you know, it's it's a uh, it's it's a bunch of things, and so, you know, just one day out of that month, I think, you know, or even if it's highlighted throughout the week, or like you said, not even a week throughout the year, what that would look like, you know, um, only time will tell, James. But you know, due to our history, though, I think it's probably going to be monetized, and it's just going to be a post like Martin Luther King Day is. It's not.
3: Mm.
1: It's not going to be anything of significance, I don't think.
2: But but Bradford, you raised a really good point. I mean, a year ago, let's say Brianna Taylor, George Floyd didn't happen, the pandemic didn't happen. Would we even be would we even having this conversation today? You you're saying you don't think so.
0: I don't think so. Um I think the conversation would be there, but not it wouldn't be as heavy as we're having it right now. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't think it would be as strong. I don't. I don't even think that the vir- virtual conversations would even be entertained. Um, funny thing is, we're still even. You. You were talking about going to your meeting today and how it's okay to be in uh, to be face to face, which I don't have a problem with either. But um, I have my shots. <laughs> I mean, I look. I'm gonna be quite honest. I have my shots too, but I'm still like like this because I still don't I still don't trust. I mean I'm just putting that I'm just being honest. I mean mm-hmm. that's just how I am. But um I'm looking at take a look at what we've learned because we've been in this virtual space what what all the possibilities we can do. I mean I'm in a household to where I've seen all different types of virtual learning. My daughter was in virtual learning for three years in a literal in a literal virtual school. I had to flip the switch in my district and be virtual. My son was in another district and had to go virtual. So that's three aspects of virtual learning all under one roof. And then there's my own personal virtual learning through my PLN. Hmm. So I'm kind of talking with leaders going, okay, you're ready to go back, but what are you going back to? You're just ready to just... Okay, let's go back to normal like look at what you've learned by being in this space there is a time and a place to be virtual there's a time and a place to be face to face so when i saw that e3 was being virtual i got excited because i already know how expensive e3 is my kids have never been and i was going to go at some point uh by myself when there was not a pandemic but my kids could never go so mm-hmm. That being virtual, we all three now can have a conversation. Hey, so what you think about that game? How do you think about this? Are you excited about this? So that brought conversation in the household. So now what I'm concerned with is what happens next year? Are you gonna t- entirely dump virtual all together and say, hey, we're all gonna be face to face. We're not gonna talk about X, Y, Z anymore. We're not gonna see those indie developers and what they're doing. We're not going to see those game developers. We're not going to see what those look like. I What I witnessed virtually was all of those opportunities that were there. I even talked to students um, that are in a summer camp right now in my district saying, hey, if you have parents that are concerned about gaming right now, you tell your parents, let's watch this E3 conference right now. It's free let's take a look at why the gaming industry is big. This usually costs money right now, it's free. We can go on YouTube right now and just see how big this is and why I wanna be a part of it. And the kids are just like writing this down, like I'm gonna (laughs) go talk to my mom today about this. So that, to me, I'm wondering what is this gonna look like when they flip the switch and go, all right, y'all, we're gonna we're asking people to pay like X amount of dollars. And I get it from a vendor side, it hurts when you're not making that money. Mm-hmm. That's the other part that is concerned. So I get it. But now you didn't open Pandora's box and every and everything is accessible. You're able to watch this in the comfort of your own home, enjoy it. You're able to kind of see what's coming next and have a discussion about what you like, what you don't like. Um talk to indie developers and say, hey, I think you might want to change this and whatnot. So that's the curious part. The other thing I even saw, too, with the indie developers was I didn't know they were having a show to where you could watch uh, them play a game and critique it and go, mm, you might want to change this. I don't know what it was I saw. It was some kind of thing that they were going to do. But I said, oh, that's really me. I didn't even know that even existed. Did... Would we have known that if this was a face-to-face event?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't know. So it raises a lot of questions on what this is going to look like next year. And I'm not talking just ETH. I'm just talking about anything for next year, professional development, workshops, everything. Um I am excited for esports in general, for the face-to-face part, because, James, I do agree with you. There is something powerful when you see those kids um, – going back and forth and doing that healthy banter of you need to do this, come on, go do, do, do this, because I think admin need to see what that looks like when it's team collaboration at its mm-hmm. finest because they're not used to seeing kids do that banter, banter going back and forth going, I need to see this, I, you need to be over here, come, come on, come over here, do, 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 because that part, when I first heard that, when I heard a shocker say, we're gonna pan down, we're gonna watch the kids talk, I went, dang it, that's amazing, I didn't know they were <laughs> like this. So that visually needs to be seen because you don't get to see that in the virtual space. Mm-hmm. So only time will tell what this will look like.
2: I, I also know too, as again, we were talking about the moderation. I, I think we put a lot on companies to do that work, which they may not be best equipped to do. Uh, I know there were some product, there was one product in particular I looked at, uh, not just for gaming spaces, but also for just our students in general. And that's called Healthy Player One, which is a, a platform which builds on to, it basically will do recording, screen recording, voice chat recording uh, in the cloud on the fly if a student feels that they're being harassed, if they feel like they're, so it could be, be reported to somebody. Uh, it, could, it could be to you, Chris. It could be to you, Bradford. It could be to you, Ashley, so that you could take it and analyze it. And as I was talking to the people for the company I said you could use this product in schools in general you know it doesn't just you could if I could give this to a kid at home and, you know, let's say it's a school account right and they they have access to it and they're getting harassed or bullied at home you know a lot of these things come on those of us who work in public schools we know this those things that happen at home get guess what they carry over usually into the school in some way you know they usually know somebody in the building or something like that so there's there's usually some repercussions there but um, this product, like I said, was it's not in the, in the conversations that I had with them, it's not perfect right now for because again, it doesn't control do console play, it doesn't do Chromebooks. Um, but if it's for PCs, I mean, if the companies are not going to take this seriously, at least we can uh, use a, a tool like this to start to um, take our own control, if you will. So i just put the link in there. If you have not checked it out, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, all right, we're getting down to the last little bit for tonight. Uh, again, we've talked about E3. We talked about, uh, gosh, we got into... Bl- Br- Bradford, you'd opened up a whole Pandora's box about things because I never... Honestly, you know what? As you put it all together, I think it's really important to realize that had the pandemic, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd not happened, a lot of the conversations that I, that's a that's a really interesting spot you know never really thought about that mm-hmm. that was, that is was, that is powerful it was powerful. a it was the perfect storm mm-hmm.
0: well i mean look, my my old ap said it ap ap said it is what it is it's, it's true um i thought I, I thought about all those things what 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 is all of this going to look like a year later and we have to we have to reflect on this think about this time next year, or not even next year. Think about when we go back um, in the fall of school and we need to start calling things out. Hey, you know, well, we did this. Oh, well, that was because of the pandemic. Mm-mm. No. What reach did we have? What impact did we have? Because we were able to do X. I understand that there was a pandemic. I get that 100%, not a problem. But now we need to look at things in a holistic way. Do we wanna stop and do things this way when we're only gonna reach this many people? Or do we wanna reach this many people? What is going to make a further impact? And for all of us that are in this space, one, two, three, four of us that are ed tech and gaming, I think we get it, but what I really need for people is that are, aren't are in the gaming and ed tech space, I really need those people, the content people that are like the ELA, the math, the people who aren't often in this space to really be those advocates for being in, let's call it a blended hybrid space, because I know, like I said before, there is a time and a place to be face-to-face, but there's also a huge impact in being in this space and learning at the same time. And so that's what I'm really looking for because I, again I look at my own two kids and how they thrived in this space and mm-hmm. out of the space, but we're always focused on how the kids need are doing this in the space, but the adults need to be in that same
2: Oh no, no Oh no did his stuff crash out oh, huh? oh he's gonna go He's gonna go ballistic <laughs> on at again
1: <laughs> Oh my god <laughs>
2: Bradford I am that That so... freeze
1: frame That freeze frame is precious.
2: That You know I should screenshot that So I can emote it
3: yeah. <laughs> be on. perfect. Uh, this oh, is dude, what dude,
1: happens perfect. when yeah, you choose AT and T.
2: Snipping tool. <laughs> Got it. Oh, All right, that's oh, saved. That's Brad. Beauty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
2: Five <laughs> G. All right, so <laughs> if you so Chris, yeah, he's gone. Oh, Chris if, if you hear screaming coming from the west, yeah, that's that's Bradford, that's Bradford in Houston yeah, yelling. Yeah, at AT&T. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's name. let's bring it home tonight. Does uh, anybody? Oh, and, and th- dang it. The one thing I wanted to ask him too was to talk about his curriculum. We'll have to uh, say yeah. that
1: because and, and the fellowship
2: and the NASEF fellowship again yeah. a lot of scholastic fellows are finishing up their program now uh, Jarrell will appreciate it when I say that uh, you can go to NASEF oh, yeah. right now and apply to be a scholastic fellow for the next oh, school year now it is not something I'm, that I have done but I'm just I'm just scared that I don't have enough time you know mm-hmm. that's that is that is always you know and yeah. that I guess would be a good question for Bradford or if Jarrell was here he could pop in uh, into the chat, but I know he's he's been very busy with that. But I did just stick the link uh, into our uh, conversations here. So if you are interested in being a nasF Scholastic Fellow, I guess that'll be the plug for tonight since we lost uh, Bradford. Mm-hmm. I will plug for working with Jarrell Boddick, who is an awesome person, and and the nasF Scholastic Fellow program. The stuff that I saw over the last couple of days, uh, even if you feel like, man, I don't know if I'm good enough to do that, look... The only way you're going to grow is you get around the right people, right? And you're going to grow yeah. around this this network of people. Um, it's now two two cohorts of people. It's going to be a third. The network only gets bigger and stronger. So, uh, that's my plug for tonight. If you're wanting <clears throat> to take your take your art to the next level and get around like minded people with Scholastic Esports and the ASS Scholastic Fellow Program is the way to do it.
1: Sure. Uh, I guess my, my shameless plug uh, for tonight. Well, I, I actually plugged
2: already, but I plugged Do it again else. in case people showed up late. Yeah,
1: it's worth it. Well, you know, I have the official high school eSports League uh, 2K program, 5v5 competition with clinics, with Q&As. It's free. It's going to be free in the fall. It's going to be free for the next two years. I uh, look forward to building it and creating a full pipeline from K through 12 to amateur to the actual NBA 2K lead and so looking forward to developing that lead and developing uh, the talent to come through that pipeline and um, oh I'm also the keynote speaker at Dell's virtual esports conference for K-20 uh, this year saw um, that yeah it's going to take place Wednesday July the 14th uh, from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and you're not talking for three hours are you? No, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually going to open it up, and then they're going to have three breakout sessions, and, right. and some network sessions in between. But I'm going, I'm going to kick off the party, uh, and uh, I'm going to do a deep dive into how to create a a uh, centric student esports uh,
2: program. And so, and it's all online, right? It's, it's all
1: online. A- it's completely free. Uh uh the Dell team told me it's hundreds of people that have signed up already, so I'm trying to get hundreds of more to kind of tune in. Uh I'm I'm gonna take a deep dive.
2: Uh and hopefully
1: some somebody walks away with something.
2: And and if you're not following Chris Turner on LinkedIn, it's the, you'll see it there. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I, all right. Uh AJ, do you have anything that you want to share?
3: Um I any mean, plugs per se um, but i did enjoy the conversation tonight and i think that the the ability for us to continue to try to make the 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 space the spaces safe for all of our students and our athletes is still going to continue to be a fight and be wildly important and i think that the the idea of you know doing what we can in game yes should be done the the athletes need to be need to be taught to one, not do those things, but two, also um, stand up and be a voice of, of, of reason for those. And I also think that you know, for any for any universities, for any schools, any school districts, any person that is streaming on Twitch, you know, having having the mod settings set up correctly so you can block out any of the stuff, any of the bad stuff that you don't want to see. Is, is helpful, but also having a an actual person be a mod and look out for your Twitch chat while you're streaming is also wildly important because the last thing that anybody wants to see while they're playing a game or while they're competing is all of the toxic stuff that, that shows up in chat. So um, find your friends, find your moderators. They're gonna be people that you really rely on to um, you know kind of help you continue to be your best and, and just put your hater blockers on. That's what you gotta do.
2: Uh, I, I, you know, even in this own it, 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 here, uh, I have Sam and Mike Dolly set up as uh, mods. But even so, sometimes you get in there and it's like not just have a mod. Make sure they know how to kick people out and know how to delete messages because it's not always intuitive. You think it is.
3: Probably. Yeah, the mod, the mod tool on Twitch, it has gotten better over the years. But still, when you first get into it as a new user, you're like, there's so many boxes and there's so many things that you're watching. You definitely yeah.
2: want to get someone that's familiar. Sure. Yeah. And, and if you don't know how, uh, call AJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for tonight. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll be back again next week. It will be, uh, wow, we'll almost be through June. You know what? Next Next week, it will practically be the summer solstice. And guess what? We're close to winter at that point.
1: No. Fun fact: Fun fact. My birthday is the summer solstice, and my daughter's birthday is the winter solstice.
2: Oh, that's
3: oh, that's so cool! Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's crazy. Of course, uh, if you come up north, uh, where I am, Chris, uh, we have sunlight until about ten o'clock at night. And then in the winter, it's dark by like three thirty in the afternoon. It's ridiculous. Wow! Yeah. No, absolutely
3: not. <laughs> absolutely
2: you're not that not. much farther south than I am.
3: <laughs> wow! I know, I hate it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're Florida girl. Come on.
3: Yeah, I'm used to Florida. I still, I, I've been here for two and a half years, and I'm still used to Florida.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well all right well thanks everybody for checking in uh and hey michael brooks checked in tonight yeah Uh, what's up mike welcome sir so uh (laughs) thanks and again the link for uh the uh the dell technologies virtual esports conference uh we dropped that into chat as well so do check that out thanks again everybody for coming and we'll check you again uh next week
1: awesome